Well, welcome to the latest podcast with me, Dr. Chris Keel, the Keeping It Real with Dr. Keel. You can tell a marketing person got a hold of that one. So, interesting question this week, and something that required a little bit of research on my part, which is always good. We got a question around the PVF sector of the business. What are the prospects for things such as refineries, underground piping, municipal projects, paper pulp mills, large production plants, anything that would have a huge piping passing water through component. So kind of interesting. One of the things that I do for another group is to look at sort of the wastewater business and where that has been the last several years. And it's As one would predict, it's very, very dependent on what's happening with local funding and state funding. There was an anticipation that 2020 was really going to nail that sector pretty hard, that states and communities would not have as much money as they normally would have to kind of deal with some of these projects. That turned out not to be as big a catastrophe as we thought it might be. Taxes came in relatively reliably. There was certainly a decline on those communities that were dependent on retail because that didn't do anything in 2020. But many of the other communities managed to keep their funding at least at respectable levels. There's going to be quite a bit of that kind of money available in the infrastructure plan, but I've always been cautioning people on the infrastructure situation because it takes a long time for that money to go into the various parts of the country that it's destined for. The plan itself is supposed to be an 8-10 to year plan, so that money isn't all coming out at once anyway. And as we learned in 2008, there's no such thing as a shovel-ready project. This takes months of preparation, lots of regulations to get through, so these things are not instantaneous. But the good news is, is that there is money for that kind of work, and there's a lot of communities that are very far behind when it comes to their wastewater treatment and water treatment and the like. The refinery sector has been kind of concerned about the issues of demand and climate change and all the different things that's going to have an impact on them. But the reality is that we're still going to be dependent on fossil fuels well into the middle of the century. Uh, The Energy Information Agency is predicting that we're still going to be 70%, 75% dependent on fossil fuels by 2050. So there's a lot of energy still around, no pun intended, around the fossil fuel business. So obviously a crying need for more pipeline capacity. Some of the pipeline projects have been either canceled or stalled. But frankly, these were projects that were in trouble anyway. Um, The most famous of them was the the pipeline that was supposed to be connecting the Canadian refineries and the North Dakota refineries to the rest of the country. But to be honest, that one was killed by the rail industry. There was a lot of, of competition between rail and pipeline as to who was going to haul the oil out of the Bakken. And an awful lot of the money that went into opposing the Keystone Pipeline came from the rail sector. (laughs) So that project was pretty much dead already. Many of the other projects are still on the books, are still being developed, even as we are talking about moving into this more kind of electric and alternative energy world, we're still going to be using a lot of oil and a lot of gas. 
The money that has been flowing into that sector recently is not expected to last particularly long. This is something of an emergency response to the pipeline issue, or not the pipeline, but the natural gas issue in Europe, and that required utilities in the U.S. to switch from natural gas to oil because the price of gas had gone up so high. We could go in for days about that one. But the the point is that you're still seeing a lot of development on that side of the, the fossil fuel ledger and the investment in new wells and new operations is beginning to pick up again. Frankly, the oil sector is waiting for the return of the daily commute. The number one way that we consume fuel in this country is going back and forth to work. Until we start doing that at a more rapid clip, they're not going to boost production a whole lot more than they already have. The other kinds of municipal projects are very kind of idiosyncratic. It's like the old adage in real estate, location, location, location. Some states have more money to spend than others. Others are facing more urgent situations. The good news down the road is that with all of the expansion out of the bigger cities into smaller communities, into more rural and exurban areas, it's pulling that infrastructure with it. And that's something that's going to be demanding a lot more attention and money is being allocated for it. So I guess the long and the short of it is that there's a lot of potential uh, for that industrial kind of use. It is not going to be instantaneous. It's not like there's going to be billions of dollars allocated in the next quarter or two. But it's going to be consistent and you'll see some growth even by the middle of next year. And then the good news is, is that that money keeps flowing for several years in a row. And that provides at least opportunities going into the next 10 years, if not longer. So that's all I have to say about that. Uh, Next week, I think we're doing an actual webinar, and we'll talk sort of end of year, what did we learn in 2021, what do we think we're going to see in 2022, and then about three weeks later, everything that I told you will probably be proved wrong. But, you know, that's the life of an economist. Thanks. Talk to you soon.